0: Three, two, one. Gentlemen, start your engine. Not at the track? The Hot Pass Racing Network puts you at the track with ARCA and all the major NASCAR series. From Daytona to the final checkered flag, the Hot Pass Racing Network is your inside pass. All right, race fans, let's get rowdy. The next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only, racing. From the third tracks of the Carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega, no race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. Show. and as always, I got Kyle Magda all the way up there. in P.A., what's going on, Kyle?
1: Hey, Rowdy. Uh, my buttons were kind of going crazy on the uh, on the board, but, uh, well, as you can tell, a little under the weather. Um, do not have COVID, thank goodness. Um, tested this morning, negative for it, but, uh, yeah, uh, busy weekend of racing, uh, Ross Chastain pulling off one of the most improbable moves I've ever seen. Uh, to get into the championship four, um, Sprint over Fest at Bridgeport Motorsports Park, and uh, just so you know, Rowdy, I started losing my voice Thursday. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, I uh, did not make it on Thursday night show, but I, I want to just say thank you again for for uh, doing that, uh, having three guests on for the All American 400. You were very busy Saturday, and I'm I'm glad you were able to make it there.
0: Well, guys, uh, it was scheduled for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday's event know the big story it rained all day virtually on Sunday they were able to move the race back they run every lap of every feature that they intended on running so nobody got shortchanged it was over decently early Uh, they started out uh, with one division and 50 lapper and then the next one was they brought right up the super late model started right on time at three o'clock Hey, guys, it was a battle, a wreck, a lot of wrecks, but Stephen, Nasty come up, the winner, and that number 51, guys, what's some racing? If you've never been to some of these short tracks like uh, the Fairgrounds, Five Flags, Speedway, you need to get out there. It is a bargain for a price. They put on a great show, and, Kyle, they're going to have a 10-rate series next year.
1: Yeah, Rowdy. it looks like uh, you know, you're going to get some racing. Uh, I just want to say some unfortunate news about New Smarter Speedway I think we might have talked about in the last show. Uh, due to the hurricane, uh, the remnants from the hurricane, I know they, they stopped the rest of their year. But I'm hoping they'll be back next year in 2023. Um, yeah, Rowdy. you've been hitting a lot of tracks lately. I'm, I'm I'm glad you've been able to make it out there. And, uh yeah. Um there's a lot of lot of places to get to next year. I just wanna say one thing Riley before I throw it back to you. Uh Grandview Speedway is coming back next year. Um, you know, I know that's been the big big storyline around the Pennsylvania dirt tracks here lately, but uh, Grandview Speedway will be back. Tuesday, June 27, twenty twenty three, the return of the four ten sprint cars to so the one third uh mile Grandview Speedway Thunder on the Hill Racing Series. So, uh just, you know, these tracks, Rowdy, uh, you know, even like Martinsville, you know, watching the race yesterday, uh, got to see the, the most of it, so that was nice. Uh, I've, I've liked Martinsville over the years, always been a nice premier short track. So, uh, yeah, that series you said uh, with these short tracks, um, I think that's where it's at, Rowdy. I think that's where I've, I've learned the last nine years or so is, you know, it is at the short tracks. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely I, – I feel like the attendance has been getting better um, ever since the pandemic, I mean, Rowdy, I was at Mahoning Valley Speedway when they they reopened on June twenty on June thirteenth, twenty twenty, and that place was packed, man. And uh, you know, for for a race, so um, you know, it's good to see that. Good to see the crowds getting better. And uh, I think Martinsville sold out yesterday, and then Phoenix is sold out as well. So a lot, a lot of sellouts, and you know, they've been selling tickets. So hopefully, you know, this new series coming, we'll see what happens with that, and. You know, we've seen that with that Grand National Series as well. So there's been just a lot going on. And, um, yeah, a lot, a lot of things to do. You know, the, the all-star race schedule was released last week. So, you know, there's just a lot a lot going on with short track racing right now.
0: Well, Kyle, uh, getting back to uh, kind of just before we start with that show, uh, another shout-out to the late model winner, A 15-year-old from Huntington, California, Jake Bowman. Uh, Jake, I'm telling you, he drove the wheels off of it. He stayed out of trouble. It got exciting down to the end, and he brought it across the finish line. We will have both of these guests on this week on Thursday night. Uh, It was travel time to have them back in situation. Jake, Jake's going to be in school this morning, according to his dad, but he will have him ready for us on th- for Thursday night. And so, also, Stephen Nash, he'll be on. So, uh, watch for next Thursday show. We'll have the winners, and we'll finish up some of the, uh, we also had Bubba Wallace at Martinsville, and another guest with uh, Corey LaToy. We'll have both of those on Thursday night. But we've got tonight, Kyle, or tonight. This morning we have uh, Chase Elliott. also uh, what a move on Ross Chastain to bring it in to get that victory and just knows Danny Hamlin out of the way. Chevrolet knocked the Toyota out. That was pretty awesome there, Kyle. Uh, Joey Logano also without Joey So, uh, Kyle, why don't you kick us off on one of these and let's, uh, Listen to him. Getting ready for next week's championship race out in Phoenix.
2: All right. He's finally arrived. (laughs) All right. We've now been joined by Ross Chastain, who drives the number one Chevrolet for track house racing. We're going to let him take a drink of water. We'll get started here. First off, Ross, congratulations on advancing to the final four. If you don't mind, tell us a little bit about the race from, from your seat in the race car, but then also take us through those final laps as you um, advance there at the very end to make next the race next week in Phoenix.
3: Yeah, our uh, our race car was, um, was better starting the weekend than we were in the spring. We qualified 27th in the spring, and... Uh, we qualified ninth here, and and felt like we've made a solid improvement. Um, And if we could keep the rear tires on the car, we would have a shot. And we were just way too loose most of the beginning of the race, especially corner entry and exit. And and even the center, the first stage, and then tightened it up, and we're still really loose corner entry and exit. And I thought we got our balance pretty close early in stage three, um, somewhere in there, or maybe it was stage two. But I really didn't have a lot more to ask for from Phil uh, for balance, but um, ultimately got into the six. Uh, lock, I I just drove in too deep to three. And when they checked up, I just had I couldn't turn and I I got into him. So I am sorry and tried to pay it back for to Brad to um, let him go. And I thought I'd just follow him back up through there to get to you know seventh, eighth, ninth place. And I was just stuck in twelfth, thirteenth, somewhere somewhere in there and couldn't pass. So even when we had it tight enough late in the race. I still was too loose on entry and exit to either get position on exit to pull out a line or gain ground on entry. I was just really loose um, and locking the left front. So we didn't have the pace that we needed to do. I mean, we ran ninth in both stages, and we're going to run around tenth or twelfth there at the end, and this, that just wasn't enough. Um, that's not what you need to do here in the in the Cup Series in the second-to-last race to transfer. and um, Double-checked off turn two on the final lap. They... Brandon and Phil both talked on each other, but I heard, yes, two spots garbled up, but I I knew that that must be what they meant, and um, fully committed down the back, grabbed fifth gear, and um, took my hands off the wheel once I first hit the wall.
2: All right, we're going to go to questions for Ross. You think they have questions? I think they do. They've been waiting. I have questions. They've been waiting for you. Why did that work? And I hope you get used to answering a lot of questions. You're going to be doing that often this week, so we're going to warm up your voice here. Um, we are going to start with Kelly. Kelly, com. Ross, you said on the last lap you knew you needed the positions and you were committed down the backstretch, but when did that move first come into your mind? Was it today? Was it this week? Was it long ago? Like When did you think, okay, this is in my playbook?
3: I think the first time I ever saw a race car do that was – on uh video game, the GameCube two thousand five the GameCube like console. I don't know if anybody else in the world had those but we did and my brother Chad beat me uh doing it at the fictitious I think it was Dodge raceway in fake Flor and somewhere in a fake city or somewhere in Florida and we had always raced there and um I never thought about it. Like our prep this week never it never crosses my mind. I've done a lot of sim work this week, a lot of eye racing um a lot of a lot of stuff and a lot of laps here virtually and never once did it ever cross my mind or did I try it so I want to I want to make that clear um the last time would have been a long time ago before I was ever even thinking about being a NASCAR driver and uh I it flashed back in my head on the white flag and I double checked off of two and I just don't like through one and two I thought I think we need two spots and they said yes and I was like what if it wrecks okay we don't make it, but um, it might work, so I'll try it.
2: Justin Mark said it's a testament to your commitment and your your competitive mindset, and that there's no rules in your world. So, <laughs> I guess is that is that accurate? That as you said, why not try it? And if it works, it works. If not, then you crash, but you tried.
3: Well, I, I thought why not, and that's a that's a motto that some buddies and I have back home we we live by. Why not? And to to apply that to the cup series uh you know in this scenario um there are rules there are a lot of rules out here and um you know I didn't know how it would all work out I didn't know if the physics would work to make it around the corner um but it did and I'm sure glad it did
2: All right, we're going to continue with questions. We'll go to Dustin.
4: Uh, Dustin Long, NBC Sports. A few things. Uh, Ross, um, can you just take me through what it it, it felt like um, and and what questions? You said you have questions. What questions do you have after making this move and, and just what it felt like that last part to do that?
3: Yeah, so when I came off turn four, I saw the eleven, and and I ran in the back of the six again. So uh, I knew that it should work, but my my brain could not comprehend. My bandwidth was shot when I entered turn three, uh, and I grabbed fifth gear, and and everything went blurry. Um, it's it I, I couldn't comprehend it, so I had to ask, and they I saw Justin and Brooke, our gas man, grabbing each other and celebrating on the on the big screen in the infield, and um, I thought that must be a good sign um but yeah i just i questioned it you know when i grabbed fifth and i was like well it's it's going now like my foot stayed down i committed to the wall early and um it didn't slow down so it worked
4: i I guess what's the wiring of somebody's mind to point a car into the wall and, and floor it grab a gear grab fifth gear and do it i mean that just seems to go against every basic survival instinct. So how how do you do that?
3: It was it was fight or flight because we were out and and we had already fought trying to trying to stay in trying all year right everything we've done the points we've accumulated um, and 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 I fought we fought for it right the last pit stop was incredible but the wiring in my head. Mm. Um, i'm an organ donor so maybe they'll study it one day
4: what does it mean
3: to i mean and I, i really am an organ donor so i think everybody should be
4: what what does it mean to get in um with this path that you've taken and you know it's unlike a lot of others that have reached this level but there are certainly a number of drivers that have been at your level that had those dreams of being in this position and now you've reached it after being probably about as low as you can be in this sport and still being in it
3: what's wild man is you know might call it low but I was we were building this thing and and I needed I needed time to learn this if I would have showed up I mean I did show up in race winning equipment in 2013 and Eric Jones beat me at Phoenix like we had the truck that could have won if I would have asked for some different adjustments and knowing what to ask for for the end of the race. Um, I needed time. And those team owners through trucks, Xfinity, and Cup that gave me the time, I owe so much to. That's through the middle part of what I guess call my career here in NASCAR. And if you just go back two years, the fall Southern 500 at Darlington, went there with Spire Motorsports and our goal was to finish like single digit number of laps down. They bought sticker tires for the whole weekend. We had a podcast sponsoring us um through t-shirts that we were that we sold that didn't even have my name on it but i got to go race the fall darlington race in a cup car to keep building my notebook and we won our race we we beat the car we wanted to beat that day that was two years ago like we came back this year and we had chances to win both darlington races last fall in the 42 we had chances to win the southern 500 so if you just go back two calendar years we were I was the guy five laps down, seven laps down, something like that. And those were good nights. Those were wins in our book. And uh those moments and those those nights and those races and those laps are a big reason why I feel like I'm able to do what I can do now.
2: All right, we're going to go to Jeff.
5: Um first of all, that was I i having a hard time keeping a straight face here. But um <laughs> The other drivers uh you know they thought your move was cool, but now some of them are saying you know we we need to actually get a policy um against this a s a p kind of thing because this could be possible at Phoenix, this could be possible elsewhere um what are your thoughts on a a chastain rule like do you want the door to be closed behind you after this move, or do you want it to stay open um in nascar's eyes
3: uh that that's for that's for our you know, people that we have appointed, uh, that the sport has put in those positions to make those decisions. Jeff, I I can't I've just not been around long enough to even have an opinion on it. Um yeah, look, do I want us all coming to the ends of these races and just flooring it? Like, no, it doesn't no, it's that's not that's not what we want, but um you know, this is a race and this is a competition and, and whether you pass them on the inside or the outside, you pass them on pit road or pass them against the wall like i i don't yeah it's unorthodox um and it wouldn't work almost every other time and the scenario for it to be worth it to work like that car's destroyed the upper control arm i think is broke on the right front i had no brakes coming across the finish line like you know that's not something that everybody's gonna go just go do now um but I, i i don't know i don't know what what they should do um, I'm sure that I will talk to them this week I'm sure that we will have lots of conversations about it um, and I will give my my point of view and my opinion And but I'll let them decide right um, they've they know me well and they know these scenarios well enough now that uh, we've got a good a good working relationship with the race control and, and everybody at NASCAR um, so I'm ready to talk and ready to you know help push it forward if we need to
2: Alright,
5: Jordan, go ahead. Jordan Bianchi, the Athletic. Uh one of the things the drivers had mentioned was the safety crossover gate in like turn
6: four there. Um Briscoe said that he thought you were gonna end up in his lap. Um did you see the gate? Did you think you were gonna hit the gate and that you were gonna clip it or anything like he
4: he just thought you were gonna be destroyed.
3: Yeah, I, I did halfway through the corner I, I saw it and, and I had not thought about that. Um but look, um, when I started, uh, just a quick story. When I started racing back home in 2005, six, um, the front stretch at our 417 Speedway had a had a three steps you could walk from the grandstands and underneath the flag stand to go out on the track. And my dad had raced there ten years before, and he saw race trucks get wrecked there and ripped the suspension off in that hole, about two or three feet wide. And then we were there one night, and we saw a race truck get destroyed and ripped the right front suspension off getting pinched into that hole. So uh, we went up there during the week and welded a gate, and I was there, and, like, we drilled big uh, – we bolted this piece on, and then we welded a gate, big heavy-duty steel gate um, that went with the flow of the race traffic, right, the race cars. And um, I knew that. Did not go through my mind as I'm bouncing off the wall though um I did see it when I was in the middle of the corner um but it was too late and um testament to um to the wall
7: whether they change the rule or not, the reality is that you were you just pulled off
6: one of the moves that's gonna probably live on for a long time you know passing the grass
7: stuff, you know all these different things right Have you thought about that at all like
6: sinking
3: in did, did we get the track record? If only in qualifying? Yeah. Well Yeah. Um it's it's sinking in and look I, I um you know yeah, it's sinking in that like we we did something that no one else has ever done. Um that's hard to do in, in just the world that we live in in two thousand twenty two, but definitely our sport. Um I mean just look at you just look around at these pictures on these walls and look at all the drivers that had been here and it look at definitely it definitely would not work in a modified uh but it worked in a next gen car so well what the, what the, what the i got I got no idea or or opinion um I'll let y'all y'all tell me i'll I'll check the internet tomorrow
2: all right. Okay, we're going to take a few up front, and then I'm going to go to the back just to help with microphones. Okay, go ahead.
6: Ross, Anthony Robano, WDBJ in Roanoke. When you consider the way that the last two races here finished, and even in recent years, what makes Martinsville so susceptible to these exciting, great finishes in these cutoff races?
3: Yeah, look, our our leadership at NASCAR and and our partners with our TV broadcast groups, they know what they're doing when they build these schedules. And when they pick these dates and these cutoff races and the different rounds, it's on purpose, um, and it lives up to the hype every time. And you look at the spring race, single file, couldn't pass, combination of the car being new, the tire, the weather. Uh, this tire Goodyear brought moved around a lot, fell off a lot more from my car. I I did not have the grip, and I was hanging on for 500 laps today. Um, but you combine that with the track and, and what, what we're up against to um, – to make it to the championship and just have a ch- have a chance uh, this tracks on the schedule here for a reason and it lived up again
2: all right go ahead I want up here if you guys can help me by keeping your questions to one question I'm going to try to get more people but we also have a race winner we're trying to get in here too, who's currently waiting so go ahead.
4: Charles work star news uh, one, one thing I've heard today is the word circus that just brings a circus kind of atmosphere to racing. What do you think about that?
3: I think we've been crashing race cars here for, um, I don't know how long this place is, has been open. Is it 75 years? Um, or, is it, you know, um, 75 years we've been we've been crashing cars, and I just crashed another car. So that's how I look at it.
2: All right, we're going to go upstairs to the press box, then back downstairs. Go ahead, press box. Go ahead, press
8: box. Uh, Bruce Meyer with Speed Sport. If you look at the finish at least from this viewpoint it almost looked like a cross between herbie the love bug and Flubber. um from your viewpoint the in-car camera looks pretty spectacular but if you had a really good chance to see the video from up top of just
3: yes and yes you did set the track record according to what we figured out um I have seen a clip on a cell phone of the uh, front-facing streaming camera and then I saw walking in the media center here on someone's laptop uh, the shot from like above the grandstands um, where the spotters it looks like probably where my Brandon McReynolds was standing up there with his jaw wide open Uh, he didn't know what to say and nobody did Um, yeah I've seen some just a quick clip and um, I can't believe that I'm the guy driving that moose car to be honest I mean honestly I can't believe it's me in there
2: All right, we're going to come back downstairs. We'll go to Seth.
6: Seth. Egger, uh Ross, is this something that would have been possible in the Gen Six car versus the Next Gen car? I have
3: no idea. I, I don't know. I don't. I really don't. I don't have a clue.
2: Okay, we're going to go to. Michael, in
0: the back. Michael Massey, front stretch. Ross, all season, uh, many drivers have said, and many analysts and whatnot have said that you won't make it out the playoffs because you made people mad and all that. But here you are. You made it. Uh, Nobody really paid you back or anything. Uh, what, What are your thoughts on that?
3: Well, I, I will tell on myself a bit. Um, that last pit stop we beat the 11 off pit road and, and I messed up into three a, a lap or two into the, the restart and uh, locked the left front. I was having issues with that and uh wheel hop or like locked my rears and locked the left front and I was in a bad spot and he um, he moved me out of the way entry of turn three. So I returned the favor into one. He returned the favor. I returned the favor. Um, we body slammed off of four and I feel surgeon keyed up and to think neutral and i just couldn't see how me being in front of him that i would finish the race and have even a chance to transfer so um he got back position on me and i got in line behind him and i thought i'm perfect we are perfectly capable of running with him and we only have to be within three spots they were telling me to be two to be safe and he just started passing cars and he passed one after the other to the other it was I mean, he took me to school, and it's something that I'll never forget, that in that moment I had full confidence that I could match him. I needed you know, 15, 20 laps of that or less, and um, he passed five cars and I passed zero. I passed one later, two later, but I was still too many out. And um, so that's something that I will never forget, the fact that I had full confidence, and he then he put on a clinic of passing here. Uh, getting everything out of his car. His car was not driving great, uh, but he was able to carry it in that moment and I couldn't do it. So um, that is something I will work to be better at. I will strive to be a better race car driver in those moments. I could not put my car in position how it needed to, to make lap time and to pass people, especially I can kind of make lap time, but I could not pass and he could. So um, watching that was painful. Um, you know, and we had just traded blows, you know, back and forth, you know, a couple times, and uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was scary. So, um, yeah, uh, everything that I've learned though this year in my career all went into you know, getting us here throughout this entire season, throughout all these playoffs. Like, we are no fluke. This is our arrival, and um, we have everything we need to uh, compete at this level.
2: Okay, we're going to go to Stephen in the back and then up front to Mark. Go ahead, Stephen.
4: Steven Toronto, CBS Sports. W- Ross, I-, I took a look at your car on Pitt Road after the race. Uh, you know the entire right side's all used up. There's chunks of the outside wall and the wheel wells. Uh,
6: is there any future for that car outside of being a museum piece, or is that just going to have to be preserved?
3: Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, that's up for Justin and Ty and Tony Lunders and Darian Grubb to decide. Um, yeah, look, it was, it was some hard hits. Um, it, it didn't feel you know great. So um, the upper control arms or the control arms might both be broken on the right front. Um, they'll have to take it all apart and measure everything as far as the chassis goes. Um, you know, and we've got a great group with with GM and Chevrolet to do that. So um, the great thing about these cars is that if it's not bent. You know we we can we can race it next year. Um, it wasn't going to Phoenix either way, so I knew that. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. You know, you know, obviously everything that's everything that's got a scratch on it is coming off, and will never be raced again, and will be spread out to um, to remember this this moment. Right. The the last lap, the last corner. I know that's that'll be the focus, and I hope that this takes NASCAR to the number one moment on Sports Center. Right. Like, look, if we're gonna do it, let's go all the way. But Let's not forget about the the path of Trackhouse to get here and how unorthodox we are, Um, how we took a building in a a team and then we brought in another team to build this team as a family. And we've got more buy-in on the shop floor than I've ever witnessed in a race team. Um, And I'm so proud to get to do it with this group. Uh that we're gonna we'll spread the bits and pieces left from this car out and try to give everybody a little token to remember this night. Bigger than the last lap, just remember the fact that we are putting ourselves in position to just have a shot at a championship and that's that's all we asked for.
9: Thanks, Ross. Yep.
2: All right, we're gonna come up front to Mark and take our final question.
6: Mark Darrow, PRN, congratulations, for making the final four. Your reaction when you you talked about a moment ago about looking at the big screen, saw Justin going crazy, but so you do this thing, you bang against the wall, you come flying through there like, like Superman, when you finally realized, like, it actually worked, right? So you committed to it, you don't know if it's going to work, but when you finally realized it worked, what was your, you know, your first gut emotional reaction?
3: Complete mayhem in the car. Uh... Phil surgeon keyed up and said, You did it, we did it, we're in and I, I got, it's wild that the brain my brain thinking back through those moments of that of what all happened and I saw the eleven out my window net across the line and I and I was looking at him and then I felt me hitting something and I hit the six so I uh I knew like I knew it, but it 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 did not comprehend. Then I realized all right, I need to stay up against the wall and turn one. So all that time my radio's silent as far as I remember and I looked up, dropped the net, and I saw him. but I like, tell me boys, and Phil Surgeon keyed up, and I just lost my mind, um, you know, I was screaming, and fist pumping, and I tried not, I've learned my lesson, I don't punch the dash anymore, that hurts, carbon fiber, all that, all those gauges, they hurt, uh, but the bars, uh, and I just lost my mind all the way around pit road, and, and look, I, I've made a lot of mistakes in this sport, and Uh, You know, I've had some congratulations at times um, when we win and stuff. Definitely, Coda truck, my first truck win, my first Xfinity win. Uh, I'm gonna say I got more congratulation claps from industry crew and people and mechanics coming down pit road. It was it was unreal. And so that you know, whether they whether they were congratulating me for the wildness of it or that they were genuinely happy, I'm not sure. But I'm gonna take it that. I had more people walk make it a point to walk out off out of their pit boxes to physically acknowledge me Um, and uh, you know that that means as much to me as anything this garage you know the the word was used earlier circus I use the word circus we are a traveling circus and I'm proud of it and I'm proud to be in this circus and I'm proud of my brothers and sisters that I go to battle with and they might get mad at me and that's some of the stuff I've talked about earlier in the years it's been wild to race against my heroes all right they're left they're right they're forward they're back it's the craziest thing has been when they've been mad at me so i've had crew members be mad at me this year and that's the most humbling experience that i've ever experienced um so having more acknowledgement or more smiles my way and whether it was cuz it was crazy or not i don't really care i'm going to take it i don't get many um from the garage and uh you know just them acknowledging that and whether whether it was good or bad on their end, uh, they acknowledged it, that it was, it, they smiled and gave me a thumbs up, and I'll take it.
2: All right, Ross, thank you so much for joining us. We wish you the best of luck next weekend in Phoenix. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Well, I, I tell you, Kyle, that's going to go down in history right there. That that move right there, we will we'll witness that and talk about that for a long time to come. And what a, what a way and what a place and what a finish uh knocks denny hamlin out of the picture and him and danny denny hadn't been the best of friends because he admitted he had done a lot of stupid things racing this year and seemed like some days he did more mistakes than others but down to the end guys ross chastain may crush a watermelon and be a champion for nascar 2022 guys was your, I mean, Kyle, looking at the, back in February when we showed up, I kind of guessed ARCA, but the garage failing with the new car was completely uh, something unguessable, I guess, Kyle, because we learned later this year that, what, 19 different winters?
1: Yeah, it's been 19 different winters so far, Rowdy.
0: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. We see some guys in teams that normally don't win. It's not the it wasn't a t- all the a team this year now, whether you go by the grades, but there is a to f and there's a lot of d teams in there, but they're they're striving to be better. We've seen the D teams actually move up to be kind of a b team.
1: Rowdy, It was an interesting weekend for Joe Gibbs racing uh. I know, I know. We won't play. We won't play Ty Gibbs today. But that was a that was an interesting finish on Saturday in the Xfinity Series race between teammates. Uh, you know, it was real interesting. With the, I was thinking of the Ross Chastain move. You know, uh, on the outside looking in. You know, just sending it into turns three and four in Martinsville, and you know, getting away with uh, you know the, with, with with getting into the championship four and just you know the. The round he had wasn't that bad. You know, second at Las Vegas. You know, he almost won Vegas. Second at Homestead to Larson. He finishes fifth at Martinsville with that bonsai move in the final corner. So, just an interesting, you know, race. And I also want to say, you know, congratulations to John McKennedy on winning the NASCAR Wheel Modified Tour Championship Thursday night at Martinsville Speedway. Uh, Corey LaJoy won the race. But, uh, you know, it's like – you know, it's uh, good to see the NASCAR Xfinity Series out there. also want to, you know, give a shout out to Sammy Smith, uh, had a, you know, running up front there late in the race and then uh, unfortunately gets taken out by somebody else. So, uh, yeah, it's been, I don't know. It was just a lot of crazy racing rowdy. Um, you know, Chase Briscoe trying to hang on there at the end and, you know, five laps short of, may, of maybe winning that race. And, you know, I was thinking that race Tony Stewart won like on two tires. I mean, 100 laps or 200 laps before that, he was going a lap down to Denny Hamlin, and then, you know, he gets back on the lead lap and makes that incredible run to win the race. So um, very dramatic. You know, Christopher Bell had a very good car. Uh, Rowdy, Kyle Larson getting his best career finish in Martinsville with a second. Um, I I thought the, the strategies were very interesting with how different it was getting played out. And, you know, I think that was a typical Martinsville race. Um, you know, with what was going on and you know, now we have the championship force, so I think it's going to be a real interesting championship weekend come this Sunday.
0: Well, Kyle, main thing is I'm just glad Christopher Bell was not knocked out of the round of four by something stupid in Vegas. Now, if, if the bottom line of the story out of Vegas was and yeah. uh, is Christopher Bell did make the playoffs of the final four. I mean, we we seen in Kyle. We'll see him in a dirt track, asphalt track, even in the, little, the smaller modified
2: All right. Cars. Hello. We're going to now um, roll into our post-race press conference here for our race winner. Christopher Bill will join us here in just a few minutes. So we're going to go ahead and get started with race-winning crew chief Adam Stevens and Team <clears throat> representative koi gibbs koi thanks for joining us as well um adam i'll start with you if you don't <clears throat> mind to take us through that race those final kind of laps there um we had christopher on his zoom earlier this week and he was very focused and very um <clears throat> confident that his team could pull this off mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit about this week and and how you guys executed today
9: yeah it was uh just a, a great weekend honestly we um didn't have the best race here in the spring, um, but we learned a lot, and since then our programs made a lot of progress, um, and didn't have the best test here in August, uh, but we learned quite a few things not to do, and the 11 learned a few things that were working for them, and and we kind of took that and and made it our own um, coming into this weekend, and um, had a decent practice. Uh, Bell had some good feedback. The balance wasn't where we wanted it, but... Uh, we had decent lap time in it, um, especially with laps on tires, so we really felt like if we could get the balance um, to hang on, that we'd have some speed, and uh, didn't qualify well, but we knew we had a good race car, and that first run there, driving from 20th up to, I think, 7th, um, I knew that we really had something that could contend for the win, so it was just a matter of um, keeping the balance where he wanted it and adjusting to the racetrack, and um, putting them in a position that he could do his job. And, and uh, he just did such a good job being aggressive when he needed to be and, and um, taking care of the tires when he needed to and, and had the opportunity to and um, just maximize the, the whole day. And the pit crew um, had an outstanding day and stepped up to the plate. And nights like this, days like this, are what this 20 team is capable of. So it's just a matter of everybody performing at their highest level, and this is the result.
2: All right. We've now been joined by our race winner, Christopher Bell. Congratulations, Christopher, on that win. In the interest of time, we are going to go ahead and roll straight into questions. We're going to do our best to get to as many as we can. And to kick us off, I'm going to start with Dustin Long and then Jordan. Go ahead, Dustin.
4: Dustin Long, NBC Sports. Um, Christopher, second round in a row where it's a must-win situation. Um, what, What have these playoffs been like? What... I mean, is this is this what you expect out of yourself? Have you learned anything about yourself the last few weeks? Just I mean, what is, what's the last month in life with what you've had to face and the ups and downs?
10: Yeah, I mean it's just been a, a roller coaster of emotions for sure. You know, I think I've been praying for off weeks or off season for two out of the last four weeks and now I'm I'm ready to race again. So, you know, it it the round of twelve was extremely disheartening because you know I felt like the round of eight was going to be really good for us and and that would have led to a possible championship run but then whenever we got out of Texas with uh DNF and Talladega sucked and uh you know just being so down but uh you know the the team behind me everyone at Joe Gibbs Racing they they still perform to their highest level and you know I feel like whenever I get in the car and I put my helmet on uh, I I try and do as good of a job as I can of, of not letting anything bother me, and, you know, they, uh, I don't know, like, no matter what's going on, you know, behind the scenes, whenever you get in the car, you can't let that bother you, and, and you know, the they they gave me a great race car today, the, the fastest car today, and then at, at the Charlotte Road course when we needed to win, um, you know, the, it worked out for us.
4: Also, Coy. Uh, uh, obviously, it's sweeping the weekend. But with yesterday's win, there was there's certainly some, some controversy with 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 Hal tai won. how Taiwan. How do you address that moving forward, and what kind of an impact does that have on an organization with only having one car in the championship, where potentially could have had two in the, in 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 the championship?
7: Yeah, no. I'll answer that first. Though, 200th win, 31st year. We've been in business so that's huge um, that's exciting for it we actually still have our first employee Jimmy Makar he's getting ready to kind of shift into a different role um, yeah yesterday is disappointing um, that's not what we wanted for our race team um, so <clears throat> you know we haven't met as a group yet because we've been at the racetrack and all over the place but we'll meet and we're going to deal with that internally. inhale um, that. I agree with you. It would be awesome to have two cars. Would have been awesome to have. I thought we had two cars in the chase today, until a white missile went by at the last second. So, um, but no, just just excited for Christopher and fun. Like a lot of times, you don't get to see them grow. You know, you you got an older guy that's coming in and already established. So that's. That's what's exciting for me. And Adam and all the guys who did a great job. Pick crew killed it today. So um, that's why we race right there. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're young, you make mistakes, and hopefully you learn from them. Um, I think that's the message that we'll deliver to them. Um, and obviously with teammates it's that's a whole different ball game so there's a couple things we need to go over um but like i said we haven't met as a group yet we'll meet our leadership group will meet and we'll 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 deal with the situation
2: all right jordan
6: jordan bianchi of athletic this questions for adam adam you're the only time only two time active crew chief uh championship winning crew chief in the garage does that give you any kind of leg up on anybody
9: going into the finale um Maybe. I mean, I, I I know what to expect um, out of these weekends. Uh, we had a streak there where we went to quite a few of them in a row. Um, and we finished in every possible spot you can finish uh, in, a, in a four-car battle. Um, so it happened to be first a couple times. Um, so, you know, other than that, probably not. Uh, it's going to be who can bring the best car and do the best job. Um, but I, I think we showed what this team's capable of tonight. Um, so... I feel really good about the spot we're in. I feel really good about the progress we've made this year as a team and with our setups and our package and, and what we're trying to accomplish. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I, I know what the weekend's all about and the week leading up to what it's all about, and we're going to go there and see what we can do. And the second question is for Coy. Coy,
6: when, when you see these moments that Ty has been in this year at different times, is there any question about whether he's fully prepared? whether he has the maturity to handle a, a cup on a full-time basis next year?
7: Well, I think that's part of the process, and that's why you work your way up um, so you can make those mistakes typically at a, a lower level. Um, so, you know, there's <coughs> look, he's my kid. I appreciate his aggression, um, but sometimes, you know, you got to pull back a little bit, and it's probably this is a place where we need to pull back some and just talk to him and explain to him that, doing that affects not just him it affects our whole company you know all our sponsors all the people we deal with affects Toyota obviously affected Brandon Um, so you know those are things that maybe you're not thinking of in that split second but hopefully we can we can get with him and, and and educate him on those things all right
2: Clark go ahead
5: I feel like Christopher I've asked you this a different roller coaster up or down uh, every week in this playoffs or something. But um now you're back up on top. Um how how do you you know your mindset has been so all over the place and it's been hard to you know, stay even keel. So how do you stay even keel going into this championship race next week with everything that's on the line?
10: Yeah, I mean, uh this this next week is easy. You know, we don't have to focus on stage points or where we're at that's compared to everyone else it's it's just one race and like adam said whoever brings the best car and executes the best is going to win the race and the championship so you know i I think uh whatever happens happens and i'm very proud to be in this position you know it's it's all about the sport's all about people and fortunately for me i ended up with the best people around
6: me
2: all right we're going to go to mark and then lee
6: Mark Garrow, PRN. Christopher, as I look at this, a lot of us have looked at uh, what you did at the Roval here is like walk-off home runs. Um, what does it feel to hit not one but two
5: walk-off home runs?
10: Yeah, I mean, it's just uh, – I don't think it's in yet. And one thing that is very unique about the playoff system and the wins that we have had, you know, they, they don't feel like we – at least for me, I don't feel like I've won a cup race yet. I feel like I, you know, transferred in the playoffs and I get to go race for a championship. And, and in a way, the playoffs overshadow the race wins. So whenever you have a race win in the regular season, uh, it's, it's cherished. And it's a big, you feel like it's a big deal where, you know, you are winning a race in the playoffs, especially the way that we did, like, you know, it's like, wow, we've won three races this year, but it, it just feels like we're focused on the playoffs and, and we're on to the next round. And, and that's what the, you know, that's what the shining star is not the race wins right now. So, uh, you know, maybe a couple of weeks down the road, a couple of days down the road, we'll look back at it and say, wow, you know, I won another race, which was really cool at one of my worst racetracks statistically. So, um, definitely, you know, short term, It's not a race win. It's it's an advance in the playoffs, and you know, we're Get a chance to race for a championship, but long term it is a race win
2: All right, we'll come up front to Lee
10: Adam, I'm just curious how have you seen him mature over the last two years because you know granted He didn't start out in the best equipment in the 95 But it's like since the two of you have gotten together and built something It just really seems special And, and I know his immense talent, but you know, where do you see this going? Yeah, so hang on before Adam answers that so that, you know, the 95 and, and I, after living the success that I've had specifically this year in 2021, you know, looking back at 2020, I feel like that entire group just didn't get a fair shake at it. You know, Jason Ratcliffe, I feel terrible for him. Um, everyone at LFR, just the the hand that we were dealt with COVID and getting practice and qualifying taken away from us. You know, our equipment was was. Good like it, it was not a question of, of equipment, it was a matter of not being able to showcase what we were capable of doing and by not having practice, not having qualifying, we weren't able to get in a groove and I think a little bit of that happened to us last year, like you know we, we weren't able to dial in like dial in what I need in a race car and, and I'm not able to tell him what I need in a race car until you get more reps at it and more practice sessions and uh, so you know that whole 95 group it wasn't an equipment problem, it wasn't a personnel problem, it was a, a circumstances that caused us from performing what we were capable of. Yeah, I mean we had a technical alliance that um I feel like was capable of bridging that gap but I'll let Adam answer and speak to the rest of it.
9: Yeah, I'll go back to your original question. You asked about uh maturity and 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 improvement. Um I would say maturity that hasn't changed. There's no there's no question that that wasn't our issue last year. It it was goes back to the reps and and communication and and us as a team uh understanding what he needs in his race cars and you know even now that we're developing that understanding when we unload despite our best efforts a lot of times we don't have it right so that 20 minutes of practice makes a huge difference it makes a difference from missing the balance on occasion to being able to write the ship and those overnight adjustments just like this weekend you know if we had to race how we unloaded we weren't going to win um, but we were able to make some changes and, and help the car do what he needs to do and And after a number of races and a number of practice sessions in uh, last year and majority of this year, we understand what he's looking for. Um, So if we can give it to him, he'll run up front. If it's Martinsville, if it's, uh, I mean, Loudon, if it's Kansas, Vegas, Texas, it doesn't matter. If we can give him what he's looking for in his car, then we'll run up front. Um, So it's just a matter of that fundamental understanding and then communicating him and I and our engineers um, to to constantly chase that balance and that feel um, that makes him his best.
2: All right. Any questions in the press box?
5: Jim, com For Adam, Um, there could be, I would say, a very strong argument to be made that you guys uh, have been one of or the top-performing team since the playoffs started, uh, if you consider incidents that weren't really in your control. And when, I just wondered if you compare that to how the season started. What are some of the things that you think you guys have really improved upon as the end of the year has drawn near? Uh,
9: I, I agree with your assessment. I, you. uh, I appreciate that. I, um, I think compared to the beginning of the, season, of the season, we weren't that far off. We, we suffered for finishing. We didn't suffer for performance. Um, You know, I think we fell all the way back to 32nd in the points, and we were certainly not a 32nd place team. Um, Our setups weren't where they needed to be to start with this new car, um, but we were learning, and and we were capable of running up front. You know, we crossed the finish line at Atlanta 1, P2, and got bumped to the back for going under the yellow line, and we were up front, Vegas 1, and and, um, got loose over the bumps and spun out racing for the lead. Um, And... You know that was potential performance, and two top fives gone, that that were well within our grasp. Um, and then we had three or four events where we didn't give him much to work with. In Martinsville one and Phoenix one were two of those races. Um, and then we had a stretch of some good finishes and good runs. Uh, and we've been competitive. And you know we've had some pit stops get away from us. We've had some strategy calls get away from us. And. As a team, though, we knew that we had what we needed. And I remember telling Bell um, when we were 32nd in points, he was distraught and concerned. And I'm like, dude, I do not know what you're worried about. We, we have the performance and the capability is right there. You're just having trouble seeing it. You remember that conversation? Yeah, you were uh, definitely a lot more
10: positive than I was in that moment.
9: Yeah, so it, it's been there. It's been there the whole time. Um, we just uh, – haven't had as many opportunities to show it as as maybe we felt like we deserved or had coming to us, and uh, hopefully we got one more in us.
2: All right. Adam, Christopher, Coy, congratulations again on the win. We wish you guys the best luck next weekend in Phoenix. Thank you.
1: Chase Elliott, he's only a minute and
0: 20 seconds. That kind of explains Chase Elliott's attitude for the championship this year. He's there, but, Colin, I told you All right, we're going to go ahead and
2: roll into our post-race press conference for today's Xfinity 500. We've been joined by Chase Elliott, who will be advancing to Phoenix next weekend to contend for the NASCAR Cup Series championship. Chase, thank you so much for joining us. Before we get started with questions, just tell us a little bit about um, you know, this race and uh no, now officially knowing that your team has advanced to next weekend to go for your second title.
7: Yeah,
10: yeah, it's uh it's super um uh mixed emotions, I guess, because we, you know, we made made the driver's side and didn't make the owner's side. So, um yeah, just uh you know, would have would have loved to have gotten the boss, you know, two cars in there and Um, so certainly, you know, excited from, you know, from the driver's standpoint. Um, but, you know, would have loved to have gotten, gotten both those boxes checked. Unfortunately, unfortunately didn't. so, um, but yeah, looking forward to getting, getting home and, um, working through, uh, you know, what we need to work through to get ready for, for Phoenix. And certainly we'll be ready to, ready to go the best we know how by, by Sunday. Perfect. All right,
2: Chase, thanks for your time.
1: There you go. It didn't take long for Chase Elliott. Wow. That was a quickie, as they call it.
0: I'm telling you, he didn't have much time, so so hard. It's all right,
1: Roddy. I know he's licking his chops right now. He's probably, you know, avenging that race from last year, too.
0: But he was so. I
1: mean, he led a lot of that race too, if you remember, Phoenix. Yep.
0: Yeah, too.
1: All hey, Roddy, Who do you like? I mean, before you know, we listen to Joey Logano. I mean, who do you like right now? I mean, I, I'm kind of going Ross Chastain at this moment.
0: <laughs> I think I would have pulled in this group. I would have pulled for Chastain. The simple fact a country boy from the park, watermelon farming land, dreamed of being a race car driver, pulls off the stunt of, stunt of NASCAR. I mean, when was the last time we, started, we were so creative in NASCAR? been a long time. Innovative. Beach Toyota
1: Innovative.
0: out. Innovative. Beach's nebis out. Denny Hamlin. I mean, head to patch him. Took About a lot things. of guts. Well, you know, just like you said, with that uh, wall, that gate opening up down there, he really didn't consider it. Hey, I I tell you what, I believe I'd I'd hang on to that car and let it just be the showcase of. It could be what a championship car looks like. (laughs) It played a big puzzle, piece of the puzzle to get him where he's at.
1: Hi, Rowdy. We got. The Vegas winner. Let's let's hear what uh, Joey Logano had to say. The only four driver to make the championship four. Cranes at the top, guys.
2: All right. We've now been joined by Joey Logano, who was locked in before today's race, but now is officially headed to Phoenix next weekend in an attempt to win your second title. Joey, just tell us a little bit about this race, the dynamic of Martinsville. It feels like the pressure definitely heats up in that final stage what that's like from your vantage point and then you know the uh, looking ahead to next week with your team
6: yeah it's a interesting position to be in when uh you know you're already locked in but you're in the the mix of it out there and and you have uh the transfer spot is is essentially it's you at <laughs> that moment when denny was behind me and i'm like oh man i'm uh everyone hates me if i if i'm in the way or if i'm if i let him go so uh you know it's kind of just one of those positions to be in there and um you know, just try to manage it the best I could. And, uh, overall Martinsville's, uh, <laughs> what did you expect at the end, except the last corner, I didn't expect that piece. Uh, I'm not sure anybody did, but, uh, it was pretty crazy. And, um, you know, overall we accomplished in the 22 team today, what we, we set out to do. We wanted to keep momentum. We wanted to make sure our, our pit stops were really good. And they were on fire today. Um, you know, we didn't want to make any enemies and, and wanted to keep my crew chief and red and my team together for next week. And so, uh, all, all, all missions were, were accomplished, um, even with some adversity with the fire today. So uh, all
2: worked out. All right. We're going to go to questions. We're going to start with Al, and then we're going to go up to the press box. Go ahead, Al.
8: I'm sorry. Al pearson Motorweek. have you seen a replay of Ross Chastain's last lap? Yeah, I did. I mean, is that the craziest thing you've ever seen?
6: Uh, we, we all did it as kids. Try, would you ever try that? <laughs> you know, we all did it in the video game. <laughs> that's, that's how you made speed in the video game. That's what you did. Uh, <laughs> it's something we all thought about um, at, at one point. At least I thought about it a lot, but never really had the, the, the need to do it. But I've also kind of thought of how many races I could have won here <laughs> by doing that. Um, you know, As spectacular as it was uh, and as much as it worked, the problem is now the box is open. Right now, every Xfinity race, every truck race, every Cup race, no matter the track, this wall riding is going to be a play. That's not good. That's not good. I, I mean, it was awesome. It was cool. I, I mean, it happened for the first time. There's no rule against it. There needs to be a rule against this one because it, it's. I don't know if it's. You want the whole field riding a wall coming to the checkered flag. I don't know if uh, if it's for one of the safest thing for the driver or the fans, uh, right, when, when you got a car right up against the wall hauling the mail like that, right, what if that catch fence, uh, the the gate wasn't closed all the way or or what if it bent and it caught his car, like, yeah, that's that's a big, big risk um, that Ross is willing to take and God bless him, I and mean, that's awesome, but <laughs> I don't think we need to do that every week.
2: All right, we're going to continue with questions, we're going to go up to the press box and then back down to Dustin. Go ahead, press box.
8: Uh, Bruce Martin with Speed Sport. Uh, Al's question, I'm going to dovetail a little bit off that, but if somebody's willing to make that move at Martinsville, I mean, with a championship on the line, what do you think could happen, you know, next Sunday?
6: Yep, absolutely. Um, that's what I'm saying. We probably need to do something about it before next week. Um, you know, like I said, the box is open now, and so it, it's going to continue to happen until we do something about it. So, uh yeah, I mean, it, it. Phoenix presents the opportunity for it, too. Um, a little different entry point and all that. and But, yeah, when you're going for a championship, you're probably going to do it. And what are you going to do? You're the leader going to the last corner. You're going to put it up against the wall? Like, jeez, like, it's, like I said, it's cool. It happens once. We don't need to make this a thing. And
8: also, what do you think of the makeup of the four uh, championship contenders and the four teams that you've got, uh, you know,
6: Trackhouse being the,
8: the new team of the bunch? Uh,
6: yeah, I mean, I feel great about our chances. Um, you know, honestly, I don't really care who else is in. Uh, it, it's it's about the 22 team winning a, a second title. That's that's what it's about. So we just got to do our job and, and stay focused on us. And uh, like I said, today, we, we do what we need to do to, to be prepared. We've had know three weeks to to think about our race car and and how we want to play the race out and how we want to run practice and we've had the opportunity to really really dive deep into phoenix and so uh, we'll take that to our advantage and move on
2: all right we're going to come back downstairs we're going to go to dustin
6: dustin long
4: nbc sports um joey in in terms of of the the last move there uh, i guess does it does it is it make this look does it make the sport look unprofessional? Is it such a wow thing that it's the buzz worthiness is is good or you know somebody used the word circus to describe it and kind of raise questions about does this make
6: it look professional from from that point? How do you, how do you view it? Like I said, it doesn't have to happen every week. We can't make it a thing. Uh, but I mean, hey, the first time it happens, <laughs> it's pretty awesome, uh, you know and and. I mean, if that don't make SportsCenter top 10 plays, I don't know what does. <laughs> I mean, to get into race for a championship and doing that, I mean, that's crazy. Um, I haven't really talked to Ross. I don't know how he feels about it, right? I mean, like, you think about getting bounced off the wall like that. Your head's bouncing around like crazy. You know, you, you touch the fence, there's no suspension between the car and the fence. You know what I mean? Like, it's really rough, uh, you know, if you start riding a wall like that. Um, so, like I said... We need to do something about it. It was awesome. If we did it every week, it wouldn't be very professional at all. But since it's the first time, hey, more power to him.
4: What what, what questions would you have for Ross when you get the opportunity or if you get the opportunity to talk to him and ask him about that? I'm sure – if not tonight, maybe sometime next week in Phoenix, you'll probably get some time together. That. Right. What would you ask, or be curious from driver to driver about about that move? How's your
6: head? The <laughs> first thing I'd ask. The, how'd that feel? Because <laughs> I mean, it's just like I said, that's a rough ride <laughs> doing that. So, yeah, could have looked like that modified right there. That's what it could have looked like if things went a little wrong. So.
2: Yep. All right, Jeff Jordan, did one of you have a question? Guys are good. Okay, additional questions for Joey? All right, we'll go to
3: Deb, and then in the back. Go ahead, Deb. Deb Williams, Joy, in regarding to the fire that you had in the car, I know they had made some changes to the car after Darlington. What exactly happened today, and did that change, the changes they made, did they fail?
6: i uh, I can't honestly answer that question yet i don't I don't know the details. I know it was a ball of rubber that that got up in the rocker and caught on fire um I don't believe the rest of the car caught on fire. We caught it pretty early like it wasn't like it was starting to smoke under caution and kind of see that and I was <clears throat> trying to shake the car enough to put it out or get the rubber out of there or whatever and and um you know it just it, it catches fire in it and I mean. <sighs> golly i mean it happens and and all race cars uh when you have a, a tire like we had today that rubber's in the racetrack which is a good thing and it marbles up and there's chunks of rubber right and it gets caught up in the car uh you get a piece up on the header or something like that it catches on fire uh you know when the in the rocker and stuff like that it's a little different um i don't i don't know enough details to, to comment on it honestly yet um i know that there's a piece of rubber on fire that got it out and i kept going um what would have happened if I ran 50 laps like that? Is the whole car going to catch on fire? I, I don't know. I can't answer that yet.
2: All right. I believe we had one in the back. Yes. Right there, Kendall. Thank you.
6: Trey Lyle, CBS Sports Radio Lynch for Virginia Talk Radio Network. Joey, do you think that move by Ross could only really happen at a, a short track like Martinsville, and do you think the you know composite body kind of led to the move being more successful than past attempts? Nope. It could happen anywhere. We've seen it happen at Darlington. Uh, It has nothing to do with the composite body, although the body actually looks pretty good on the thing after doing that. (laughs) The car doesn't look that bad. Uh, But, you know, you never needed to run another lap once you commit to do that. So you can do that with the steel body too because you're you're never going to do it again. Uh, So, yeah, the body has nothing to do with it.
2: All right, we're going to come up front to Jeff, and then we have a question right behind Jeff, so we'll take both of those. Go ahead.
5: I mean, you're you're not the only driver, obviously, saying that this needs to be, like, regulated or looked at. And, and I assume that you guys need some sort of clarification, like, before Phoenix as to whether this will be legal or not, right? Because, I mean, this yeah. is a pretty pressing issue now.
6: I mean, I think that it's pretty easy. You can't hit the wall and gain a position. I I think that's a pretty simple way of looking at it. Um, You know, it's kind of a dumbed-down version, right? If you hit the wall and you gain a spot, that's going to be illegal and you should be tail of the field. Like but, yeah. I guess something, I guess something like that. I mean it'd be pretty easy to it's easy to see. <laughs> you know what I mean? Someone puts it up against the fence and gains spot, well you can't do that, right? I, that that should be the that should be the, the rule. Uh, in my opinion. I don't run everything so just my opinion.
2: All right, go ahead. Trouble tracks
6: board. everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, I mean it's one thing brushing a wall, it's another thing laying against it. I don't know if that's right. All right, go ahead. Charles Rourke, Star News. Uh,
4: the fact that you already have punched in, were you a little reserved today?
6: Yeah, yeah.
4: Can you tell me what you're yeah, thinking I, guess that, I
6: mean, our, our missions were to make sure that we keep our team together, don't make any enemies, and keep momentum. And we did all that. Uh, so missions accomplished on on what we were trying to do. Um, if we could win the race, that would have been great. Uh, but – you know we kind of <laughs> we found ourselves in the position where we were the spot for for denny if he got in he if he passed me he's getting in if he doesn't and it's like the last place you want to be in one of these things is be the guy that needs to get knocked out of the way for him to make it it's like oh here i go so um you know it's a, a unique spot but um interesting way to race here for sure
2: all right any final questions for joey all right, Joey. Congrats on advancing next week. We look forward to seeing you on Thursday. All right, great. See you guys. Thanks.
0: Joey Lucano had already secured his place for the final four, and that that really helped into Kyle in Vegas.
1: Yeah, Rowdy. It takes Homestead and Martinsville away, at least the the pressure of those races away, and um, that's what Martinsville is. It's kind of a pressure race, and. You know, the last race to get into the final four, and you know we saw it with Christopher Bell. So, um, a lot going on this weekend. Um, I mean, we, you know, you saw how it was for Josh Berry with him winning Las Vegas in the Xfinity Series. Noah Gregson winning at Homestead, and then uh, full Ty Gibbs taking out his teammate Brandon Jones. I, I know that was probably that'll be an interesting competition meeting at Joe Gibbs Racing this week, but. Um, Yeah, it was just, I don't know, three interesting races in Martinsville this weekend. Um, I mean, Rowdy, what are are your thoughts? I mean, is it kind of what you expected? I mean, I didn't expect Ross Chastain to, you know, uh, floor floor it through the wall in three and four, but he did.
0: So they've already, I would say, Joey Logano's thought on uh, hitting the wall and uh, advancing your position is going to be probably the stance from now on out, but I appreciated the creativity and what a buzz it did get. And, look, if you don't think NASCAR's a traveling circus or a, a, a carnival, I mean, they're loaded up and they're going to the next city week after week after week. Not so much the drivers fly in, but the the whole circuit itself. A uh, couple of friends, they travel that circuit, guys, and they put up the displays out out there they're not at every race but they're at the majority of the race and it is a traveling circus but it is some of the best racing available hey the world of outlaws is a traveling circus kyle they race more than cub
1: i think it's like 80 or 90 some events rowdy i mean that that's a full those are full programs too so uh a lot of racing, you know, World Finals coming up, uh, you know, that Oberfest at Bridgeport's Motorsports Park. Unfortunately, Rowdy did not uh, be able to make it, but um, Gio Selzy coming out with the win in the 40 lap, $15,000 to win 410 sprint feature. Uh, Briggs Danner, one of our uh, reoccurring guests on the show, uh, won the USAC East Coast Wingless Sprint Car feature at Bridgeport, the portion of it also took home the championship as well. So... Um, And Devin Borden, the Daredevil, uh, won the pole for the 410 race, um, finished fourth, um, did win the URC 360 wing sprint race. So uh, three different winners for the last race, real big race of the year. Um, The last 410 race that I know of, at least in Pennsylvania on the East Coast side, uh, BAPS Motor Speedway, not this upcoming weekend, but the weekend after World Finals. Uh, don't be surprised if you see uh, Shark Racing show up. Jacob Allen, Logan Schuhart, they've been there the last two years, uh, right after it. So, um, really cool to go last year to see you know Brett Marks, Danny Dietrich up against the out, some of the Outlaws. Even though they are from Pennsylvania, they are Outlaws. So, uh, yeah, it's been a, been an interesting season. I'm, I'm interested to see how David Gravel does here in the last couple of weeks. I think he's trying to. I think he's pretty close to Brad Sweet for the championship. So, you know, we got, what, three or four nights coming up for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series at, at, the, at the dirt track of Charlotte Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday night. Um, I think I think they flip-flop. It's four nights now they flip-flop. And then uh, that's kind of how the schedule is looking, Ratty. But uh, I don't know if I'm making the baps or not. I try to get to Bridgeport, but uh, we'll see. Uh, you never know what will happen. Um, last year, you know, it rained in the morning, it cleared up and we got there it was freezing cold. So, um might be the same story this year, but uh yeah, Rowdy, I know, um I know we got a few more well we got a few big events coming up here in the northeast. We you know we got the Allentown Indoor Race in January and the uh the Eastern Motorsport Press Association convention at the uh Genetti Hotel in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania as well. So uh, a lot of a lot of cool stuff coming up even in the off season once NASCAR wraps up and by this time next Monday Rowdy will know who the twenty twenty two NASCAR cup champion will be.
0: Absolutely and Kyle, I wanna thank everybody to All American four hundred. It was the US team. All American four hundred, a great weekend. It it was pulled off rain free. We had to move the date down one day, but uh I'd rather move the date than be racing today. It got in, we got it done. Uh David Nassie, uh, winner. Uh Jake Hookman wins the late model race. There uh, everybody they had also they had two other series, uh, street stock and like a little bomber stock. Good looking cars go on to my YouTube page or my my TikTok and you'll see some of the cars racing. Uh, I've got a lot of video and in some photos people like videos better than photos I do so if you want to see some good videos because uh, next event will be that car banquet that'll be well actually it's the week week of the Snowball Derby like it'll be on a Thursday night I go to the banquet after the banquet's over I drive Way to Pensacola and spend the night and the next morning I'll be there at 10 o'clock in Stovall Derby to get that kick but it actually kicks off Tuesday night at Hooters in Pensacola that's that's the kickoff you will see it. drivers and teams and all will be there Wednesday they have Wednesday through Sunday something will be going on that uh, I think the Derby itself is on the 4th of December and the snowflakes on the third so uh both of those races it was a sell out last year guys so if if, you're, if you got a thought about going you better grab your seat set in turns and turn one the front stretch is a good place but i like it because you can get up high in that turns one and two Kyle, watch them as they come in and go out you can see the whole track from there another great place to watch you got to have tire management so Kyle, with that uh Happy Halloween to everybody. And listen, guys, before we, can, we sign off here, I think chi Mark, I want everybody to keep chi out Mark in the, in the thoughts and their prayers and uh, see if hopefully praise him out of his situation, guys. No, well, good. good to hear from you. Glad you got to be part of the show today, my man. Thanks, Robbie.
1: appreciate it. Appreciate it, Kyle.
0: Thursday
1: night. Howdy, back on the show. Getting some things lined up, so stay tuned.
0: That's right, we got some players. We got some players going to be out.
10: out I got some prospects
1: I'm working on.
6: Thursday night, Tom.
7: Sir.